Hello and welcome back to OP is OP, the podcast where we go through the One Piece universe front to back. I, as always, am the super veteran, kick them when they're down, Justin, joined by my co-host and super rookie, Mads Freeloader, Jacob. I like your nickname better. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, hello, everybody, and welcome back to OP is OP. Today's episode, we're talking about chapters 1073 to 1074, the latest two chapters. Um... A lot of development still going on with the hostage situation, if you were to ask Morgans, right? Um, but we got a lot of developments going on at the same time where, hey, Vegapunk is confirmed to be missing. And now all the Straw Hats and the satellites are like trying to work together to try and find him. We have developments with Kuma's memory providing very, very interesting details of like his backstory. And... We have an update on a long lost person that we had theories for quite a while of like what happened to that person, but hey, we got our answers finally this latest chapter. So very exciting stuff. So any thought I guess before we jump into the chapters, any thoughts on the pre chapters? The pre chapters we saw like Vegapunk making a, a flower that can grow from gunpowder, and then we had like the other Maz just like again competing for like best to invention best for, weapons or something for second place really is what it's for says. second yeah <laughs> they've all accepted they can't beat vegapunk i suppose they're they're fighting for the top bitch position that's basically what they're doing <laughs> they're trying to be the best it's, i mean he's so, kind of cheating right with the brain brain fruit a little bit a little bit but yeah but that's what we've got so far with the pre-chapters i just thought the 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 field of flowers coating the tanks was very interesting to put there, especially mm-hmm. because the previous pre chapter it showed Vegapunk like posing with the Mads like they're posing for an album cover with a bunch of guns, <laughs> and then later the next one and then Vegapunk like like nah I, I'm a peaceful guy now, um so ten seventy three okay so those who are unaware ten seventy two ended with the reveal that hey. Stussy is a major player in this suddenly. She has like vampire succubus type powers. She turned on Kaku. And then in this chapter, at the very beginning, she takes down Luchi in like one fell attack. She had the element surprise, but either way, she took, takes him down. Apparently, she That's has. Still a feat. Yeah. Apparently, you can put Sea Prism Stone, or at least elements of Sea Prism Stone, on lipstick. So we know that for sure. So I, I guess I think it wasn't real lipstick. It was just a sea stone like chunk, you know, with a lid on it. Possibly, and but then she looked... touched it to him to weaken him. That was my impression. Oh right, okay. Yeah, it wasn't really that. lipstick. It was like a surprise right. weapon. Yeah, okay. Because I thought that she bit into Lucci, and with the lipstick on her mouth, that was like a uh, two no, in no, one. No, yeah. She touched it to his neck to weaken him, and then and then him bit him. Yeah, right, right. Him. Okay, mm-hmm. that's 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 my own memory faulting off. But either way, either way. Um, yeah, it was, it was down... a really cool moment. Actually, I really actually liked seeing a like sea stone turned into a spy type weapon, and it she used them... it very effectively. A very good moment. It absolutely makes the most sense, too, because you would think, like, why isn't the Sea Prism Stone, if it's so rare, why isn't it used more often? Then, hey, there you go. Maybe because it's used for spy agents more than anything. So, and this was used in a very effective matter. Um, and honestly, also, in the grand scheme of things, sorry to cut you off, but I want right. to draw attention to the fact that Devil Fruit weakness, or the weaknesses of Devil Fruits are just rarely ever exploited or even brought to the light. So it is nice to just kind of be reminded. And maybe going forward, we can see that come into play a little bit more often, potentially. Yeah, because you would think with like Smoker's uh, sword, you would think you would see more of those rather than like right. just that one because, character. I mean, realistically, <laughs> like Devil Fruits have no downside within the context of this story, right? You can't swim is kind of big but that's no one's ever fallen in the water as, as we've discussed like, i would, you don't you, fall in the water in one you, piece it should happen a lot more often considering the world of one piece is even more aquatic than our own <laughs> but right but also we it's also a universe where you have like ships that like you point out never really sink you also have very skilled navigators that go through like these crazy storms so you don't yeah, really like have the unspoken pirates code in one piece is they never attack each other's ships except for law's crew yeah, exactly, which is why Lost Crew stood out, because they actually were literally trying to fling them off the ship and pull them underwater. Like, that's like, yeah, they're a smart but, crew. But yeah, so really, I enjoyed seeing, like, yeah, like, he can be really, really strong, Luchi, but you're still a Devil Fruit user, and that has inherent weaknesses, and seeing those exploited, you know, that I like. I hope that continues, because in Wano, they definitely stressed how, it, with enough hockey, even at the beginning of Egghead... You, if with just enough hockey, you can override some Devil Fruit powers, right? With Law overriding yeah. um, the uh, the disease, gender swap disease power. 
Yeah, the disease fruit. Sorry, you're right. The disease fruit. Yeah, it was a that sickness that turned him there. into a woman. Yeah, that turned him into gender. Yeah, that turned into gender. And or then turned him into a female, I guess is correct, right? Yeah. And then in Wano, uh, Kaido explicitly pointed out how Roger had no devil fruit powers himself. And as well with the lessons uh, Luffy got where you can harness hockey so much that you can make it much more versatile than simply punching people. You can use it to like break chains without like, you know, bombs going off or something like that. Um, or at least until later. <laughs> yeah. um, I hope that theme continues because I always did think that devil fruits were very powerful. But there's got to be a limit at some point before you start going like, oh, this devil fruit is the bomb bomb. It just makes people explode. Like, what's the power of it going to be? And then now you have like is it kind of like a hunter hunter thing where you you introduce different forms of power to counter others so it's more like a rock paper scissors situation rather than like here's just one jack of all trades best of all time cannot be topped right instead now we have like no if you have a a good enough hockey you can counteract these good devil fruit powers yeah because with the introduction of hockey devil or sea stone prism has kind of lost its luster a little bit yeah, because we literally saw in Wano, Luffy sh- shake shrugged it off. He had sea stone cuffs on, didn't really give a fuck. Neither did yeah, Kid. They were sea- hardly weakened. So it is nice to be reminded that, like, no, it actually like drains their power, which I guess just doesn't to really really strong characters. At least you and know also, it's kind of situational, which I would like and, some more consistency there. I suppose. Well, the way I see it is that the sea prism stones. You don't have to be skilled to use it. Hockey, you have to go through training and be skilled. Sea Prism Stone, you have to have connections. You have to have well, and, wealth. and it has the benefit of literally draining their energy, the energy exactly. of the devil you, user. It doesn't just yeah, let you it, touch them or interact with them. It actually weakens them. Yeah, it is almost basically like a, a get-out-of-jail-free card for sure. Um, so, And I guess the, the counter to that would just simply be how rare it is, right? How, yeah. how hard it is to get. That would make sense to me for like a select... I mean... For it to be a little more prevalent than it has been in the series, but still not super, super common. It reminds me of the the type of steel in Game of Thrones, where it's like the only steel that Valyrian. can like... Yeah, it reminds me of that, where it's like, it's so powerful, it can cut through uh, the undead and dragons, but it's also like right. very rare. The magic sword. And then here comes Ed Stark with this giant fucking claymore. It's like, you have enough steel in that to make two swords, man. <laughs> Don't hog it all. <laughs> and that's kind of like Smoker's situation right now, right? Where he has a whole sword of well, made of Seafords of Stones. It's I like, think it's just the tip. Oh, just the tip? Okay, never mind. Then. I think, yeah, I think that's always been the case, that it's tipped with Sea Prism Stone. Okay, I thought it was um, the whole thing. That way you can just, he can hit anywhere mm-hmm. on it and it'll do its effect. so. Well, regardless, um... <laughs> well, regardless, yeah, so Stussy comes in with the Sea Prism lipstick, takes down Luchi effectively. Uh, what I was going to say was... Also, real uh, quick, yeah, it happens right after this, what you're talking about. When, when uh, right after, like, she takes him out, and sh- she says that she's unable to override the, his orders because they're at the same clearance level. Yeah. That's one of the, the dumbest things I think I've ever heard. What do you mean? Can you elaborate? As far as design... Oh, like from the world government's perspective, like or from like from Vegapunk's a writing perspective. perspective mm, yeah, like let's say he's trying to d- design this, and I'm trying or convincing you that it's a good idea. Right. But if one person on like the top level gives an order, none of the others can override it, including if that person is unconscious. That's really dumb because yeah, situations it- change constantly. Yeah, like, if anything, Luchi says she... one thing, and then suddenly Stussy or Kaku need them to do something else, and Luchi is gone, like doing chasing Luffy like a dipshit. They can't mm. redirect the Seraphim. I get what you mean. I think I that's want... a little weird. I'm not gonna lie. No, it is weird when you phrase it like that. What I'm thinking again, this is just me doing a headcanon thing, which you know, feel free to call me bullshit. Because again, I always say if the reader has to make headcanon, then that's I that's an example of bad writing. But I think in this case, it might be mistranslation or just not enough information where maybe what she meant to say was Lucci is still a higher rank than Stussy. They because, should because, be on the same rank based on the pyramid. Yeah, we exactly. Shown, based on though. the tier list we got earlier, which simplified into the four well, categories. Well, right? he is the leader. Maybe that, and that's yeah, that would actually to. fix it. He's the leader. So he's, he's the he's leader like within one that rank group. up, up, down. There's like an in-between. Yeah, exactly. There's a tier list within the tier list. That's where I'm trying to get to. But yeah, because okay, we that, that, that does yet. make sense. I didn't consider that, and that's not the way I interpreted it. The way she said it. Yeah, and weird. I don't, yeah, exactly. And that's why I don't blame you, because the way she says it makes it go along with what the tier list we have been shown, which was just the four tiers, right? The override chips, right? right? 
So yeah, for now I'm going to I'm gonna head canon and go with that. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying in my head canon is because she's not the leader of the CP zero. Lucy is, therefore, he still has that tiny fraction of superiority right. <laughs> over Kaku and her. So he's at level four point one, and she is yeah, exactly four point zero zero one. But that's how I see it. Um, so then Stussy takes. Uh, oh, sorry. What was I going to get to? Oh, so it, this also almost confirms, because originally in the last episode, I had a theory that Stussy could be like a third-party agent where she could be representing the Rocks Pirates, and now we have a third party in this. It turns out, no, she is actually a spy for Vegapunk and has been helping him. So, Do you think, like, the Rocks Pirates are still around? Well, we know they're not, but you think Rocks is around somewhere? Like, that's the, Rocks is still to play a role in present day? That's always the intriguing mystery, because ever since the Reverie... Right where we got that lore dump from Garp, and then we saw his reaction where he seems very eager and excited to like relive the glory days a little bit. It almost made me think that at least maybe Zebek, that's not the guy, right? The main guy, main captain? Yeah, Rock Zebek. Um, Rock Zebek. That maybe he could be around, like maybe a shell of his former self, but has like one final trick up his sleeve to be a nuisance. Yeah, kind or, of the, the strong world scenario. A little bit, or has just a little bit of something that Blackbeard or Shanks or Emu will take advantage of, right? Something like that, right? Something to help give that faction an edge. Because maybe Zebek might be done himself, but I am still curious of, like, what the dynasty, like, the legacy of the the Rocks Pirates still is. Because they've been uh, hyping this pirate crew up since, what, the Reverie? Since Wano? Of, like, this is, like, the ultimate rival crew of of Gold Rogers Pirates that he needed Garp's help to take down. Right. And why would when why did he need to take them down? Because they're both pirate crews, right? Why did he need to with the help of the government? So Right. But to go back to what you were saying about do you think he's still relevant or the Rocks Pirates are relevant? We know uh the original Stussy is, but in terms of like major players of like going after the One Piece, I think there'll be major support characters to influence how each faction goes about it, right? The world government, uh Shanks, Blackbeard, Straw Hats. But in terms of like them themselves going after the One Piece itself? I don't think so. Until we actually get, you know, confirmation, like maybe on Elbaf or later on that, hey, here's a major rocks pirate and they're going to do something. Like you said, like with Strong World scenario yeah. where you have like, it's, a it's hard to imagine the rocks pirates being a full crew when we know that most of their big name members have separated into their own crews now. Right? Like, and not I, to like mention Newgate, Kaido and Linlin mainly. And not to mention uh, Kaido and Big Mom, two of the most prevalent ones, did uh, were were defeated, probably died. I'm not throwing that out there. I'm not we're defeated there. at Wano. We've been yeah. there. Yeah, we're defeated at Wano. So I think, if anything, those are the two major players that we know of. So the, last, the next high up that you can up the stakes would be Zebek himself. But I think he's done for. Or at least, you know, not a major player. But I could be wrong. We'll see. Um... Where was I going to go? Oh, speaking of uh, the Rocks Pirates, we had an update at the end of 1073, not the very, very end, but near the end, that Marco returned to Sphinx Island, and the locals there immediately are like, Marco, oh my god, there's so much shit that happened when you're gone. <laughs> you're gone for four years. <laughs> anyway, um, Marco returns to Sphinx Island, and they get an update that the Navy raided or attempted to raid uh, Sphinx Island. They are trying to go after uh, Whitebeard's property, his treasure, his estate, yada yada. Awesomely, I love the callback here, represented by a very rodent-looking officer that looked strikingly similar to the piece of shit at Arlong Park, right? The guy that looked like a weasel. Um, and this guy had, like, the same oh, whiskers. Yeah. Like a very clearly a relative, I think, even though they have different yeah. names. His name is if- Weasel, the other guy is was Nezumi. Mouse, yeah, you know? and even if they're not relatives, it's an ongoing theme, right? Like Oda's like, oh, they're fucking rats. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're in the words of the locals, they're just like a bunch of pirates. And I'm just, I love that. Keep doing that, Oda. Um, but what the big surprise is before a massacre could happen, Weevil shows up and decimates a lot of the Marines, at least on camera, right? On in quotes, right? On camera in the panels, he's. Not using any devil fruit powers, he's just using brute force. He is just wrecking shit. But then we're told, uh, in back in the present day, by the former Rocks pirate, uh, the real Stussy, Miss Bucken, yeah. that Weevil was yeah, yeah, t- anticipated. Called it, yeah. 
that her boy was taken prisoner by Green Bull, right? Admiral Green Bull. That's uh, Ryu. Ryokuku. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I, I'm thinking of Green Bull. Uh, Green Bull and that, and the Marines. So now we have that in play. We have another prisoner. And I want to say that the way that Buckin, her, uh, her like little OP boxes are titled here almost confirms that, uh, to me at least, that Weevil is actually a somewhat failed clone of Whitebeard, right? Yeah. That as was... She's introduced as like self-proclaimed science, like yeah, scientist and if the you resident remember... freeloader of Mads. Yeah, if you remember, that's what I was proclaiming at the end of our last episode. Where I'm like, oh shit, is he a right, failed yeah. clone? <laughs> I, I think that's the story being told here is that she attempted to clone Whitebeard and, you know, it was okay, but... On a, on a characterization level, I also did like how she does care for Weevil. The first time that we saw the two, I, it made me think that she was using Weevil more than anything and didn't actually care for him as a son. But in this case, or at least yeah. she's a good actress, um, she actually was like, oh, they took my boy, Marco. I know you don't believe me, but you contact Vegapunk right here, right now, or take me to him and I will prove it to you. He, Weevil is Whitebeard's boy. And that, oh, yeah, and like you said, basically Which confirmed. is to say they do indeed share DNA. They share DNA, Exactly. Or, you know, because we see what Stussy looks like. So, I don't know, maybe Whitebeard and Stussy actually should get along. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's maybe. not unbelievable, right? Like, uh, Yeah, it's like maybe that's the red herring. Maybe that's worth to think it's a failed clone, it's like I proclaimed last episode. But, hey, we've seen young Stussy. We've seen young Whitebeard. Okay, that could be a couple. Yeah, and I mean, to be fair, <laughs> like, a failed clone is still pretty impressive for exactly. a self-proclaimed fact, scientist. Yeah, Weevil was only taken. To, uh, Weevil, a warlord of the sea, was only defeated by a bunch of marines and Greenbull, one of the top admirals. Right? It had to take that much force to take out one guy. It wasn't a crew and Weevil. It was Weevil. It was by himself. And again, if he is a failed clone, like you said, that's pretty fucking impressive. He has none of the intelligence and probably none of the charisma either. But he has all the strength, and that's Most enough to strength, be a yeah. badass. <laughs> that's enough to protect Sphinx. Because they arrested Weevil, and they didn't take the treasure, right? They could have taken the treasure after they got Weevil. They got Weevil, and they got the hell out. They're, so they're probably beaten up. They're probably exhausted. They're like, listen, let's just get the hell out of here before this guy wakes up <laughs> and causes more shit. Um, but this chapter still has one bigger reveal than all yes, these others. The that one that... Frickin the first named, also... Now member of the five elders, Saint either Jay Garcia or possibly Jagarcia Saturn. Kind of hard to tell still. I didn't see the official translation name or I didn't pay attention to it. Did you see that? Is yeah. It Jay so Garcia. They, they spell it as Jay Garcia Saturn. Jay Garcia. Okay. That's what, that's, that's what they spell it. Yeah. So the first, yeah. So the first named five elder, like you said. And the first time I've seen them leave that fucking room in Mary Jo, <laughs> Mary yeah, Jo, and they he's, left he's that on room. his way. That's important. Like exactly, he's, he's with Zaru. He yeah, he's he's taken not just one small step of leaving that room. He's on a ship going to a front line of a major international war. <laughs> so here, here's <laughs> what I'm thinking. I'm thinking he's feeling pretty confident because he's at the top of the totem pole, right? The Seraphim. So but I right. also feel like that's a really really stupid assumption to make when vegapunk was planning to betray you yeah like do you really think that that's how i'm asking you now do you really think that's how the hierarchy is going to work should that situation come into play because i doubt it that saturn will just come in yeah and like just... obviously you put yourself at the top of the fucking totem pole yes <laughs> the top of the top uh on one hand that could work but until they actually find vegapunk right then we won't know because that that could be a situation where we get that reveal right oh, that's where it's like, oh Vegapunk, Vegapunk is potentially out of play long enough that yeah that he can yeah out of play long happen. enough mm -hmm. so that could be the the worry right the fake drama that oh a five elder is here yeah and no, the order can't anything. be over can't be undone right and then later, yeah and then Vegapunk will literally be yeah. like no, I got to fail safe. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, I can see that. Like, you think I'm stupid, bro? Yeah, I was just Which I definitely would if, if he couldn't <laughs> undo one of their orders. Yeah. Like, I was knocked out the whole time. I was dealing with the Bonnie stuff over here. <laughs> what were you guys doing? <laughs> oh, that? Okay, like, he just gets his, like, his little snail out from his witch watch and just does a command and they're all done. Um, but then again, he didn't do that either already on the island. That was already the big problem. So, I don't know if that happens. But either way, what I was thinking more so 
is he's still putting himself at risk because here is a member of the five elders going to the front lines that currently has pirates there and may have more pirates on the way. One of the strongest pirates in the world. Yeah. So imagine if the opportunity presented itself and the Straw Hats managed to take Jay Garcia hostage on their way out somehow, right? That is a very, very juicy bit of I feel lore like we can learn. At least he's catching a Luffy deck to the face. I mean, I wouldn't look the other way. I Mirroring want that. the, the Charlos <laughs> deck in Shabondi. Yeah, the the actual source of all the problems, where Charlos was someone like reveling in his opportunity, right, and not at all being humble yeah, this, about it. This guy, this guy is it. enforcing it. <laughs> yeah, this is the one that like. Nah, nah, you need, like, the full-on actual decking in the face where you need the, the, the print in your skull for life. <laughs> this guy needs, like, the full-on bothering to the face. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joy Boy style, too. Make it like an Acme hammer. Yeah, that was, that, was, like that. that was the bothering, right? The last movie he did against Kaido. <laughs> yeah. How was that so it? That... that was it, right? What was what? It was, like, the gum gum bothering. I don't remember. I thought I thought his because that's boy... like the the Bajrang is like the monkey god, right? Because he went King Kong Gun, King Kong Gun to Bajrang. Right. That was like the final version of it. I just noticed that when he was in Joy Boy, a lot of his attacks didn't actually have names. A couple still did, but a lot of them, like when he just had like the giant face eating the floor. And, also, and then what? <laughs> the last one was the Red Rock, right? He went Red Hawk to Red Rock. I bet his last one. I want to say. Maybe a Phoenix or a, a Garuda is going to be the last form of that move. Just, Garuda that's just sounds in a side. It does. That's why I said like Red Phoenix doesn't really flow as well as Red Garuda. So, but we'll it's also it's also a translated work. So <laughs> who knows? It could sound a lot better in Japanese for all we know than it does in English. Um, but yeah, so Jay Garcia is well, on he, his way. He normally says those attacks in English, though. That is true too. Luffy, yeah. <laughs> um, so Jay Garcia Saturn is on his way. Um, and he's accompanied with Kisaru. Um, I still am very eager to see how Kisaru fights now, because last time we saw him fight was Marineford, right? And that was only a little bit. We saw more at Shibodi, and that's when the Straw Hats were completely outmatched. Now I'm very curious how the Straw Hats are compared to Kisaru now. Because this part, I'm still um, unsure exactly how they work, where it involves light. He can teleport anywhere. He can just toss him out like a raise of energy. We're not beams. sure if he's teleporting or if he's just really fast. Like or speed he's really or fast. fast. Yeah. But what's exactly the difference, that, really? Exactly, exactly <laughs> my point, though. I don't understand it. Um, I, you know what? Yeah, and if you're does, truly speed of light, that's functionally, like, there's no difference between that and teleportation, right? Well, I was going to say, well, technically, the speed of light is still speed. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess the difference is you can't run, like, over water and things like that, but you're still insanely fast. Yeah, and also according to film, right, he can fly, so that's his thing. Right. Um, I actually I was very con- weird about that. Anyway, um, so Kisaru is on his way with Saturn, right? That was the end of ten seventy three. Again, a very heavy chapter. There's enough for enough discussion right here. And ten seventy four starts off with another like fine, uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of like a like a Robocop kind of moment where you have all the pacifistas starting up. And the Marines have, like, their own, like, almost, like, Skypea rocket launchers, for all we know. Or, you know, probably not Dial's power, but still, like, their own rocket launchers. And they're trying to fire at these Mark III pacifistas, like, even stronger. And they have, in their words, bubble shield technology. So, you know, buy Oda for your, from your uh, allowance, because Sponge is going to sue you <laughs> for your, for your t- interpretation of the bubble shield. But the way they use it is kind of like water bending. Right, where they just have a bunch of water coated in their arms, and that's enough to soak up the blast. Um, and with yeah, that, it seems like a like a spin on Kuma's Devil Fruit to me, at least. Ex- yeah, the way he used the power, he slapped it, but instead of teleporting a person away, he's well, I guess you could say he teleports the the force of the energy away. I'm not sure. Well, because the way they explained it is that what did they say that he uh, gives concepts <laughs> form or something? It just seems like it's kind of swiping and making the air into a, a bubble wall or condensed. Very tightly condensed <laughs> bubble, maybe. To I don't the, know. But. Yeah, to the listeners at home, 1075 or other chapters have not been out yet. So if they literally get the explanation in better detail in the future, we do apologize. It's still a mystery to us because we're told we're going from 1072 or 1071's explanation where it's still literal manifestations of concepts, like Justin said, about like 
uh, feelings, right? Interpretations. And right now, what we're going through is Bonnie going through like the manifestation of, I guess, now we know we thought it was just literally a main, uh, sorry, a main uh, memory paw. But it seems like it's just like a manifestation of pain, right? Because the last time we saw this with pain, it was Luffy's pain. But you said it was red, right, in the anime? So yeah, it had a reddish tint. And then in the manga, it's not quite clear, but doesn't look as it doesn't look the same. Doesn't look as dark. So it might yeah, be but, yellow. Yeah, but Bonnie or... makes it clear she can tell the difference between that and like that's not pain. It's clearly something else. It, yeah, it might be a more complex feeling where it's maybe um, a mixture, right? Where or it starts not, off painful. It, Vegapunk said it was like, "Do you think it was pain?" Well, he tried to lie and say it was pain, but that's when Bonnie retorted with, "It's not the same." But from what we've seen so far, I'm jumping ahead a little bit in the chapter. But what we've seen so far is right away, Kuma's life is dog shit. It was awful. Yeah. It's, it seems like he might so be... In, what's, a, it was a very interesting start to me. Not quite what I expected. Yeah, I thought it was going to be starting off with him at the kingdom, but instead... Like we're a going prince, or, yeah, you know, living yeah, a good life. Getting, but, but instead we're going further back, and for all we know, he's a former slave. Like, he's straight up being beaten up by his comrades, his colleagues, Begging going, to die go, with, like, yeah, man, go, come crazy. back... Yeah, come back home or come back to us or we're all going to fucking die, you piece of shit. And Kuma is just tearing up and crying like, what's the difference? I'm going to die no matter what. Just leave me alone. Let me go. And he's just getting beat up senselessly so bad. Bonnie is witnessing it all. We as the reader aren't even seeing it happen. We're seeing like shadows of it happening. We only see like the aftermath of work. His like he has a big scar on his forehead. He's just coated in sweat and tears. And then the feeling is so overwhelming and powerful that Bonnie is shot out of the paw print. She's unable to absorb it, right? She's unable to handle it. But yeah. she steals up and goes, no, I have to do this. I have to know the truth. I have to know everything that's going on. And we get left off. Oh, by the way, while this is going on, there's a great, it's a great side-by-side that Oda did last time we saw Bonnie that I love that he's continuing. Is It always cuts back and forth between her and Kuma in the present time in their current locations. Because the real Kuma is still trying to scale the red line. He's still trying to climb the wall while he's getting shot at nonstop by the Marines down below. Be- uh, beaten and bloodied. Man, so but, many moving pieces right now. Exactly. But the way that this is being done is like a nice reminder of like, yeah, Kuma is also still on the way. He just needs to scale that wall to get the distance, to get the height, right? So he can do that power again so he doesn't have the wall in the way this time. But he keeps getting shot down. But it's kind of like going hand in hand with a possible characterization of like, you no, know, Kuma is a survivor. He's a strong fighter. So if we're getting these memories of like Kuma's past suffering where he wasn't of royalty. He was like nothing beforehand. If we get this nice side by side storytelling with Kuma's backstory, it could just hammer in that feeling, right? Hammer in that um, the connotation of Kuma prevailing no matter what the odds to you know to protect those he loves. So, or again, that's just a, an an idea what it could lead to. So that's why I'm living these side by side updates with Kuma and Bonnie. Um, and I am just even more curious now of what Kuma's backstory is, because like we brought up, I thought the memory's going to start off with him being the quote-unquote tyrant of his kingdom, or at the starting point when he's a prince, but instead he's not even royalty, he's like a peasant, he's a slave, so yeah, what, what the hell did how that turned out to be, going from peasant worker to royalty to cyborg warlord to augmented slave again like how does like that what that whole history that whole journey now i'm insanely curious of what that led to and that's and then of course bonnie's involved in all of it because there's still a theory that she could be a clone and not actually his daughter who knows um maybe like a clone of his daughter who knows um hmm. yeah so that's en- interesting but justin enough of the boring shit okay we're not here for stories we're here for the drip check okay People tune in to OP is OP because they're curious of the drip check. And we got an updated cast, okay? Joining the drip check for Egghead. <laughs> joining, the, joining the drip check. Finally, we got Brooke, Zoro, and Stussy, if you want to count her. Um, drip check updates. Um, let's start from least interesting to most interesting. Unfortunately, I think Brooke's the least interesting. Unfortunately, I will still give him props. His drip is similar to Luffy's. It looks far better on Brooke than it does on Luffy. I will say that. I really don't like the the helmet that he has on. It's like I a don't weirdly either. 
like almost footballish looking helmet, and it just it's also, not doing it for me. Also, it contains the fro. Don't fuck with the fro, man. You you gotta let Serious. that puppy breathe. <laughs> um, if you were to do that though, I would just say, Brooke, just steal the Daft Punk helmet that Shaka has. Then you're also S tier. Just take the helmet. <laughs> um, but he's still fine. But yeah, the helmet to me is the worst part about it. Um, Stussy, uh, if you want to count this one. She's like the best parts of Robin and Nami's trip because she has the jacket, right, that Robin has, only it's not as big. And she's got like the the this the small out revealing outfit that Nami has. And it does look good, right? I'll be honest, it looks sexy yeah. as well. But but I you and I are in agreement here. Zoro wins this easy. One hundred percent. This is one of Zoro's best looks for me. It's just so clean. It's literally what I wanted for one of the Straw Hats to look like after we got the first drip check. It's what you and I wanted Usopp's to be. It's instead of like almost having like, Usopp's drip, but better. But better because, one, it's not ripped at one of the legs for some reason. Two, it's black as far as yeah. you know, right? It's it's just it's just like coal black. It's the black shadows. And, and he's got the leather, got the flight jacket as well, like Usopp, right? On top of that, but he's got the swords as well. And he, again, like that, that look he has, that demeanor, it goes with the colors very well. So even though Egghead overall for the drip check has been a little lesser than other arcs before, it ends up with Zoro's one of his best looks, hands down. I'm glad at least one of the Straw Hats at least nailed the Mecha Pilot outfit so well, rather than, you know, just Lilith, right? We also got yeah. Zoro to join that. And it's almost a one-to-one copy drip. Let's not, let's not pretend it's not. But... It does matter who's wearing it and the color scheme. It does matter. Um, there's also an honorable mention for the drip check, but we'll, we'll save that for the end. But for the main cast, right, that's here and now at Egghead, I think we can all universally agree for the listeners at home or wherever you're at, Zoro wins the drip check easy. And oh, it's yeah. sad, too, because I think he might be changing out of it pretty damn soon. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, they it, keep It definitely seems it. like we're close to a wrap-up already. Yeah, they keep teasing, like, we're going to leave, we're going to leave. But I think we've been thinking that for, like, the last five, ten chapters now. Because now they keep saying, like, oh, we're stuck here, right? Because literally the next Didn't we is... estimate 10 to 20 a couple ago? Like, five, six chapters ago? I think we did, but now it feels like it's even longer. Because now Shaka is, like, going, hey, we're still stuck with the lasers. And now Vegapunk's missing, so now we have to look for Vegapunk. Yeah, while I'm I hoping... work on the lasers. Right. I'm I'm thinking right. slash hoping that while we're quote unquote stuck, we're gonna get the rest of that Kuma flashback. And That's then almost after definitive. that will probably take off. Which I hope so, because maybe I hope so because the momentum at least to me speaks we need to get moving. Right? It seems like right. we've been on the uh, we've been eager to get back on the ship for the last few chapters because we need to get going, right? Because Vegapunk says this is the goal, we need to get going. But now these little things are happening to slow them down. And I'm fine with that, but if this does persist, I feel like this is going to eventually ruin the pacing of Egghead, because so far it's been really fucking good pacing-wise. But if this does continue, I am worrying we're going to get a Wano effect where it's going to start slowing down a little right, bit. Right, yeah, if, if they want to, or if Oda's intention is for us to stay on Egghead, then I think within the next two or three chapters, he needs to redirect the goal to, like, let's get to the ship and escape to something else, right? And make it and convince it too, because hey, we have and Kisaru. Make it very convincing, yeah. Yeah, we have Kisaro on the way. We have Kuma on the way. We isn't there a, another faction possible on the way? No, sorry. Garp isn't on the way to Egghead, but he's on the he's way on to the way. Blackbeard. He's on the way to Blackbeard. Um, there's also Weevil, apprehended by Green Bull. That's another thing I, I mentioned a little bit earlier this according to where we have another prisoner of interest, which is Weevil. It's not of Blackbeard's prisoners; it's a Marine prisoner. Mm-hmm. But that also means now there's Weevil and uh, Doflamingo as valuable prisoners, right? Two former warlords. Oh, that's and then we also got confirmed that Senior Pink is also impel down. But I don't know yeah. if he'll actually be considered for a prisoner exchange. He should though. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so now we have more prisoners of interest to be concerned about. Um, but yeah, so hopefully if we do stay on Egghead longer, it's a convincing reason because I kind of felt like I think a lot of us did too. We felt that Egghead was a transitional arc for something a little bigger. But if Egghead does turn out to be a major arc, which I'm fine with, just convince it for me. Hopefully, hopefully it comes organically because I feel like, as I mentioned before, I feel like we were supposed to be transitioning off this island 
in a little bit. So I yeah. guess we'll find out. Well, I guess we'll see because I'm loving it so far. I, I mean, I definitely still feel like we're transitioning off, but like you said, it depends on how long we're going to keep feeling like that and how long we're stuck here. How we'll end yeah, up because we got a lot. Yeah, because we have a lot of major players on the way, so we could get some like some like very quick pace action, like like explosions of action real quick as the getaway happens. But I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Only Oda knows. Um, but we all know one more thing about yes. <laughs> the One Piece world that we just learned at the end of this chapter. And that is our girl, Vivi, is alive and she is with Big News Morgans aboard and, the WE News ship. And Wapple. <laughs> and Wapple. And Wapple, man. He's and Wapple. There. He's also there, yeah. Honorary <laughs> drip test. Vivi looks great. I was going to say, so the drip check, we mentioned this in our pre-recording. Um, if she we don't got the future v- drip, but she got the drip. She got the drip, exactly. And then even one of the workers in the background is like, oh my gosh, she's wearing my clothes. I'm never going to wash them again. <laughs> I'm <just> like, <laughs> you're sipping too hard, lady. Um, can't blame her. I can't blame her either. I was going to say, if we we're going to include Vivi in the drip check, I think it'd be cheating, but I was going to say Vivi would win. You would still say Zoro would yeah, win. Yeah, like I said, I think Zoro still wins. Overall, I don't really love the whole skin tight bodysuit aesthetic as we discussed it looks pretty yeah. good on zoro it looks pretty good on Usopp, minus the leg thing yeah I don't, like, I don't love all the drip minus like zoro and frankie i think they look phenomenal in this arc and mm-hmm. so yeah i would say like if you were counting vivi she'd probably be the third best looking because she's not <laughs> in the future drip oh third best uh you think uh frankie i think too? frankie and zoro look really good in it okay that's understandable i was gonna say vivi would win probably because i just you know Probably just for, just from a you know just uh, just mm-hmm, yeah, personal for bias. She looks good. Okay, <laughs> she looks. Good. I miss her too. I miss she's still her. in she motion. So the it's fact also, that she might be reuniting with us is still still alive. Just want to throw that out. It's also uh, a relief for me because I was half joking, half serious when I think it was at the end of our Wano episode where I was saying the next time we could see Vivi, she could be like a punished, beaten down Vivi, like in chains as a prisoner. Where she has like an eye patch, she's like going the full Metal Gear Solid Five look, where she's missing a limb. So I was kind of expecting that, but instead we get like a nice. <laughs> she looks nice. She looks healthy. She doesn't look like she's harmed. Not not physically anyway. She's still mentally scarred. Morgan kind of confirms. Yeah, they did she mention like, oh, she was bawling her eyes out the day before, presumably because she heard about her dad. Yeah, her dad, her father passing away, and the interesting though thing I want to bring up is we did discuss in the pre chapter as well. We got more. Uh, we get a little more characterization of how Morgan's is as a character, and it's uh, what I love is that we're still not clear, but the, it's we're continuing the theories of what's Morgan's motivation, right? So we know that Morgan's is yeah, part of the like, underground, right? Is he making money? Oh, he's making money for sure. Um, what I'm saying is he's part of the underground, right? Was he there at Whole Cake Island as part of like one of the criminals invited? Was that him? He was yes. there, right? Yes. Okay, so he's a part of that. He's also part of one of the main newspaper companies, or even the state-owned newspaper company, that produces the stories for the world to read. And he always has a motivation to get, uh, in his words, <laughs> news is the biggest entertainment of all, baby. I fucking love that line. Um, where he wants to produce the juiciest story, no matter how fearful or chaotic it may seem. But there's also enough in his dialogue to make it seem like he wants to get the truth out there, but he also knows he's a state-owned paper, and the state's not going to lie it like it yeah, if he just goes, CP0 is trying to assassinate Vegapunk. <laughs> the, the impression I'm getting now is like, yeah, he's not quite world-owned, because we've literally seen him, like, when he's been invaded by world government, he, like, repositioned and hit on the run. But there, he has a an uneasy truths, like an unspoken alliance, it seems. Like, yeah, like, you know that I know stuff, right? Yeah. Because he and, knows. But CP0. I'm not going to say everything. Like I'm not going to out your big, big secrets. But I am going to tell, you know, some of these stories that are going on. And, it, you know, it's like they seem to have an, a kind of understanding about that. I think he even a mentioned, did he even mention, like, getting a, like, a pension or something from the world government for silence <laughs> yeah, in this chapter? Say, yeah. Yeah, yeah, if I if I print this story, I want liquid cash <laughs> for this. Um, but what I like, too, is the ongoing theory that yeah, because he knows he can't print a story that says CP0 attempts to assassinate Vegapunk, even though that's the story. He knows he has to spin it to make either right. the pirates that look might bad. bring him down on him a little too hard. 
yeah, the pirates look bad or the governments look good. So he says, oh, I'm going to make the story that a war is happening on Egghead and the Straw Hats are taking Vegapunk hostage. But what, what I like to think is what he thinks he's doing, or what I think that he thinks, is he's throwing all the key terms out there to get into the world, right? The information world, where Straw Hats are on Egghead, right? CP0 is on Egghead. The world government's getting involved. International incidents about to happen, right? He's going to say that the Straw Hats are the evil ones in this, but those who know, know, obviously, right? Because I think it's almost understood as well within the universe that the papers can't be trusted because, like, oh, the world government's always the good guys, even though we know it's bullshit, right? We know it's, mm-hmm. we know it's dog water. You guys are, like, just as bad as pirates. But, um, but what I like is that he knows that they know that, so he's still going to print that, and he knows the world government's going to accept that, but he's going to demand, I want the money because it's a big, juicy story. You know it's going to sell. It's going gonna, it's gonna to, quote, unquote, make you look like the good guys here. But he knows internally that I'm getting the major key terms out there. So if there's any yeah, players like the, to The main eye, plot points are getting revealed to the world. Yeah. So I still think he's like an agent of chaos, but he does have an interesting way of trying to help out. Right, but he wants to make money out of it. He wants yeah. to have fun out of it. <laughs> He's a character that I, I'm liking more and more. Oh, absolutely. He's super entertaining regardless. Because he ends up, if he ends up being a bad guy in the end, I'm not going to care. He's still entertaining. If he ends up being a good guy in the end, yeah, I don't like, care. I, would, I doubt he'll fall into like a villain role. If anything, he'll be anti-hero-ish is the way I'm yeah, seeing that's him why. now at that's least. exactly where I'm thinking. Anti-hero. That's, that's actually a good term to point out. Anti-hero. That's what I'm thinking. Um... Absolutely. So hopefully we get more of Morgan, especially now that we know that Vivi's with him. Um, I wonder if he will actually get personally involved somehow, too, because maybe he's maybe the story is so good that he wants to attract the Straw Hats themselves himself to get a firsthand scoop. And then that's how we get Vivi reconnecting with the Straw Hats. How, how are we feeling right now? Vivi coming back on the ship full time? Uh, I, that's up in the air now. I know I was much more I'm, hopeful. I'm still feeling Wano. like, yes. I'm more in the air again. I still think she has a much better chance of joining than any other other potential candidates, but as a confirm confirmation, I don't know. Yeah, if if forced to choose right now, I would say yes, Vivi will come back on the ship for like at least until the end and maybe she'll go back to Alabasta, right? But until like yeah. the end of the series. Yeah, as of 1074, if you t- if you're to tell me to pick, then yeah, I would say Vivi. Um, but I mentioned it before as soon as you give me a pre-chapter story starring Wano and Yamato, then my mind is immediately going to go back <laughs> to, to, like, it's going to be oh Yamato, God, baby. Let it go. H- huffing, that, huffing that heavy copium. <laughs> it's Yamato. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> hey, I've seen some of the craziest fucking theories. I'm not, the, I'm not the let only one on that. I'm not the only one on that military-grade copium, man. Some people have some crazy theories that Yamato is, like, a Zebek clone. I've seen some weird-ass theories, man. <laughs> I mean, um, I, that would be that, that's potentially interesting. I doubt it, but oh yeah, I mean Sorry. it's really hard to to ignore now all of these like big characters that kind of came out of nowhere and like I don't know what's Kaido been doing. Who could the mother possibly be? Like what are the options? Black Maria, I guess. Like me, actually, yeah. Ultimate, <laughs> I mean, yeah, she, she's she's big enough for Kaido. <laughs> she's big enough for Kaido. Maybe Kaido played too much Dark Souls 1 and was like, hey, can you do the Quilaw cosplay in bed for me one night, girl? And she's like, okay. And he's like, oh, shit, you're pregnant. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> having Queen on your payroll does, you know, lead to some implications. <laughs> uh, here on OP's OP, we talk about character sex lives of One Piece. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think that about covers uh, 1073, 1074. Um, yeah. Unless Good you want to throw in anything else, maybe? Or I think we got everything. Uh, I did have, I saw someone talking about the whole Blackbeard situation. Do you think Blackbeard is baiting Garp? Uh, I wouldn't know why he would want Garp, because Garp doesn't have a devil fruit. I've heard. Yeah, Garp does Uh not have a devil fruit, but Garp does have important knowledge. He has got information. He's been in the government for a really long time. And what Blackbeard has recently gotten is Pudding's devil fruit, probably. Right. So if he can now bait Garp to him and extract, his, defeat him, you probably have to knock him out, right? To then extract his memories and that important could memories about something, right? Mm-hmm. Some specific event that could okay. make sense potentially. I think that's a very interesting take on what Blackbeard and, is up to. And the, and if that theory ends up being true, that could literally be our bridge connection to Zebek, 
right? To literally what yeah. we were just like, talking about earlier of like, oh, the Rocks Pirates having some role to play, maybe not directly, but here you go. That could be a possibly. So yeah, that could be like a God Valley thing that he's looking yeah. for. Some information about what happened and, there, maybe. And that could be Oda's excuse to transition the arc into another flashback sequence, but instead to that moment, right? To God Valley. Hopefully right. not right away if that happens, because again, I want Egghead to transition away. But that could definitely be a flashback story on the way to the next location or even at the beginning of the next location. Because, um, yeah, I think a lot of us want to know exactly what happened at God Valley as well. There's just so much lore to the One Piece universe that we just would love to know all the details. But at the same time, as from a perspective of a writer, you don't want to 100% explain every detail. You want some yeah. left up to interpretation. Um, makes it more fun that way. It also seems more the world seems to seem more alive because, hey, if it's farther back in history, you wouldn't know all the key details. You should only know if someone was directly there. For Garp's situation, that would make sense. He was literally there, and with the pudding yeah. double fruit, he would he, know he, details. Presumably, he's been involved in a lot of of really big stuff. He was just he's very high up in the government. He probably knows a lot, a lot about a lot. <laughs> you Do, know. Do you think Roger might have said enough to Garp to for Garp to know where the One Piece is? I don't think so, but that could be what Blackbeard could be banking on. But again, I don't think he told Garp. No, I don't. I don't think it's that end game of a play just yet. I think you probably would have had a better shot checking. I mean, he didn't have the Devil Fruit at the time, but Whitebeard's memory yeah, probably would have been a better mm -hmm. shot for where the One Piece is than Garp. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, I, I definitely think he has a plan for Pudding's Devil Fruit more so than her. Because we're led to believe that, or I think that just maybe even it's just the assumption that we all have that kind of seems to be pervasive in our minds <laughs> is that he's kidnapped Pudding because she has a third eye and she can maybe read the Poneglyphs. Yeah. Right? But, but there's also the Devil Fruit. Yeah, but I think her Devil Fruit is a little more interesting and it's totally within Blackbeard's M.O., so I think yeah, thinking along those right? lines and the fact that he kind of it's you can argue that uh, his whole play in the first half of capturing Ace even was to draw out Whitebeard. Right. So that he could steal yeah, his devil could. fruit. You could say so that it's too. a similar idea here. Like maybe now he's captured Kobe to draw out Garb in order to to gain some kind of information. Mm -hmm. I, I think also, it's very possible. I'm, I'm curious. It, it is definitely very possible. I kept. But I keep kept giggling for the last minute. I don't know if you picked up them on the mic. But I was imagining a stupid meme situation where Blackbeard finds like Big Mom and Kaido barely alive and goes, and I have Pudding's power. I have Rock's Pirates right here. Let me see where the One Piece is. And they literally are like, Roger, please tell me where the One Piece is. And he just goes, lol, no. no. <laughs> on both. Yeah. And Blackbeard goes, my whole plan was for nothing. <laughs> Because imagine that stupid meme where it's Big Mom, right? Going like, Roger, please send where, where the One Piece is. And then Roger just looks to Wiper going, hey, bro, you want to know where the One Piece is? And he goes, lol, no. <laughs> <laughs> that stupid fucking meme. That's what I was imagining play out in my head. And then Blackbeard just sees that. I mean, that's basically how it format. went down, right? Like, oh, you want to know all about it? <laughs> nah. A little bit. Like, yeah. Like, I don't really give a shit, to be totally honest. Yeah, I just want my good, I just want my good wine, man. <laughs> I want my good lock. I want my good beer. <laughs> um. Yeah, but I think that's enough for today. I think that's enough for this today's discussion. Um, oh, yeah. Lots to think about. Uh, definitely. Uh, where can they find us, Justin? Yeah, if you want to talk to us a little more and ask maybe some specific questions that we might have glossed over in re regards to these chapters, you can find me on Twitter at Jitsu, J-I-T-S-Z-U. And how about you, Jacob? Where can they find you? They can find me at Jacob Miranda on Twitter. That is J-A-C-O-B-M-E-R-E-N-D-A, all lowercase, all one word. Uh, you can also, at the bottom of our Spotify iTunes description, you can also join our Discord, where we're constantly talking about uh, One Piece chapters as they come out, uh, updates on the live-action Netflix series, which we're starting to get a bit more updates, kind of? Like, we're still waiting for a trailer. Yeah, we've but we gotten got a teaser, an official image now. Yeah. At was... some point, we will do an episode dedicated to that, I think, before it comes out, and I do believe we're planning on covering that when it does come out. Oh, so absolutely. For we'll those cover of you that are interested. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We'll cover it. Um, but yeah, before it comes out, we'll like try and, and dedicate an episode. For those of you not on our now. Discord that haven't really heard our opinions on that, I am optimistic, but not necessarily expecting it to be great. So we'll see. I'm hoping for the good parts to be good, but I'm expecting the bad parts to be really yeah, bad. I'm at least for the first season. hopeful and optimistic because I know a lot of the people involved are real One Piece fans. So. Yeah, there was actually a very recent... Um, 
<laughs> I like how we turned this end of the episode segment into a live action segment. Live uh, there's, action a, there's a there's a there's a TikTok or an Instagram footage of the main actor who plays Luffy, and he says, "I think he was asked what was his favorite One Piece character, and he fucking answered Condoriano from G8, and he said, <laughs> and he said, my man Condor." That? Con D Oriano or something. He said it like that. He said Con D Oriano. I'm like, Con oh, this Oriano. motherfucker. Nice. Either he's got, either he's done he's his re- research. That's enough. <laughs> That's exactly. He's done enough research at least. <laughs> That's pretty deep to get to that. <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. I'm like, I wouldn't have known that unless we watched the G8 filler arc. <laughs> I'm just like, oh shit, I do that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, but so that if you want to hear us talk more about that, you'll have to catch it in a future episode. Exactly. Um, if feel free to leave us a review on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you can leave a review. Any review that you leave us, constructive feedback, or even any, anything that generates uh, discussion, it makes us looking and feeling like Sanji whenever he looks at shit. What's her name? Any woman. <laughs> any woman. Virtually. <laughs> I'm talking about in 1074, we saw the the. The actual size of one of the satellites, the one with the pigtails. Yeah, York. She was huge. I did York, not realize yeah. she was that big. Yeah, and so I was looking up at her going like, oh my god. <laughs> and I'm just like, all right, fine. Uh, but yeah, we get that same reaction uh, whenever we're looking at the critiques and the reviews. We do appreciate it when you send them our way. Um, anything else I'm missing? Patreon. Uh, no. Patreon. Oh, I was, I was going to uh, go to it, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, so if you want to... Uh, we have the links available on our descriptions as well for the episodes. Um, feel free to donate to our Patreon if you wish to send anything our way. Any help is appreciated. Um, okay, I think that's it, right? And now that's actually it. Yeah, we'll have our next episode out within a week or two. We look forward to you guys hearing it. And thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>